Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. We are back. Another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry heading into Memorial Day weekend. Make sure you remember all of those who've served for this country uh, to keep this country a great, free, free United States. I'm Mike Rags. He's Chuck Curry. Um, we've got a lot to do today, including remembering um, one of the great actors of our generation. Ray Liotta passed away this past week. We're going to look back at his career a long one and and some high notes in there for sure um and chuck and i both got a chance to see the new top gun film maverick in theaters this weekend a perfect movie for memorial day weekend i may say we got some movie news in there a first look at indiana jones and so much more i'm sure he's chomping at the bit right now chuck how you doing my friend i'm doing good mike ready to go crazy weekend uh stranger things season four comes out you've got obi-wan kenobi on disney plus and you've got a big movie in theaters, too. So lots of uh, big choices for people, whether they want to go to the theaters or not. But we're going to start by imploring people. Um, Chuck and I have not really talked about it, but shared a couple of texts, but imploring people go to the movies this weekend and see Top Gun Maverick. I called it, Chuck, shockingly terrific. And um, I really you and I are moderate fans of the original. We waited 35 years for this uh, re- reboot, quote, sequel. And uh, boy, it does not let down. Uh, Tom Cruise is terrific in it. Miles Teller, to me, almost steals the picture. He's so good and reincarnate of Anthony Edwards. He looks just like Goose. Um, but the real thing and, and outside of the aerial stunts and it, it's it's impeccably done. The stunt work and the flying is just un- unbelievable. You can't tell what's real, what real and what's not. But what that's, I not was what really make, impressed, that's not what makes a movie so good. No, it's not. What What I was really impressed is um, the stakes are real in this one. The characters yeah. are fully developed. You care about these. It's not a glorified two hour um, recruitment film for the Navy. No. There's a real no. story here with real results and real heart. And and that's why I really love this film. Um, it really takes itself seriously where, you know, all due respect to Tony Scott's original. It's good, but. Let's face it. There was nothing really at risk ever in this film. And I felt that when Anthony Edwards died, I thought it was almost manipulative. But when things happen in this film, there's real reason. There's real results and and a real good payoff at the end. That makes sense. And like I said, the stakes are real in this one, Chuck. You actually know what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I think that adds so many more layers to this film. And I got to tell you, Tom Cruise really. Uh, really brings his a game to this. It's not just him walk, running through a, an action movie here, Chuck. He's acting to the best of his ability that he's done in a really quite some time. But the relationship between him and Miles Teller and with Jennifer Connelly as well, it really works out. And a nice scene by Val Kilmer in this as well. It, there's really not much to say bad about the film, Chuck. It's near perfect. And I am shocked. I'm shocked I'm saying it. It's that good. And I really want people to go see it this weekend, whether you saw the original or not. You're going to enjoy this film. I got to tell you, I, I agree with everything you said. Good, uh, good synopsis for sure. Here's what was interesting when I when I was watching it. It felt to me very similar, uh, even though it's a completely different type film, to uh, The Shooters with John Wayne in 1976, because it's sort of like when I was watching it, 
and and I almost could feel it within in Cruz's performance. It was sort of like a uh, in his in him is personally sort of a reflection of his life and career. Yep. And you know he's now fifty nine. He, he's he's you know getting a, a little bit a little bit older. He don't and look I it though. Movie, Holy cow! No, no. But I know in your um in your screening did he introduce it? No, he in did my not. Screening, not no. In my screening, he introduced it uh, right before the, the 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 opening credits, which I thought was actually really cool. But it was watching it. It was extremely, for me, reflective uh, about a lot of different things, and and it and I think this movie comes out at the perfect time, and, and much to my also, and I would hearken what you said to my absolute pleasant surprise. I was surprised how well done this was in terms of it felt like I was sitting in a movie theater in the 1980s, right? Even though the technology is better, right? It's this flawless technology, but what makes this movie work so well is not just the technology it's the fact that it had layered it had layered characters it it said it said they made a conscious decision that this movie would be tooled like a 1980s movie in terms of you sit down you watch people you sort of and start to really enjoy their company and that takes some time you can't just quick cut a movie uh and, and think you're going to get that result. So there is a little patience to be had, and that patience is extremely well paid off. It's almost similar to, I would say, with like Stallone did with Rocky Balboa. Yeah, right? very similar to that. Yep. Yeah. So you know, you 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 start as the movie goes on, you you get to know the Maverick character more. You like you love Tom Cruise. I thought, like you said, I, I thought his chemistry in Bond with Jennifer. Uh, Conley's character was was outstanding. It was it was outstanding, and um, it it paid tremendous homage. I thought to to Val Kilmer. Uh, I I, yeah. I thought that was so moving. And I got to tell you, the last eight minutes of this movie, like I was really choked up. Like yeah. I was, I almost like 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 my wife was crying uh, watching the last eight minutes of this movie. And I I tell you, I was really choked up, and I love that experience. That is a feeling I have not had in the movies in a really long time. So I think this movie, and we both highly recommend people seeing it, is, it is it is playing now on the biggest theater count of all time, 4,754 screens. Before we went on here, I just turned on Deadline Hollywood Daily and it is blowing past expectations. Now it's gonna, it's gonna do at least $146 million in its first four days. It was tracking it between 90 and 120. So already word of mouth is spreading and I think Hopefully this sends a message to Hollywood that we want more than just superhero movies. We want what we had. If they just go back and, and I say, if they just go back and recreate a lot of the product diversity of what they did in, in the 1980s, I think people would really go back to movies. I think yeah. what, this, what the industry has done, and we talk about this all the time, is they become extremely short-sighted. Uh, they're going in the wrong direction. I have no doubt. Like I was sort of like, okay, what are they doing? Where's the model going? But after watching this film, I would say that the industry itself needs to get back to what it was, meaning movies like this. This is the way movies should be made. Yep. Character development, Heart, layered story, payoffs. good stop. Good yep. star power, emotional power, and it does not have to have Spider-Man in it for people to go back to movie theaters.
I think what it shows us too, Chuck, and look, I'm not, I want to romanticize this movie too much, but it does harken back to when you would just go to the movies to leave your troubles at the door, right? Yes. There's no messages inside this movie. There's no statements inside this movie. So there's no righteousness inside this movie. It's just, look, it's two, two hours of pure entertainment. And after what this country has gone through this last week, I think this movie comes along at the perfect time. I do. I agree. Memorial Day weekend where you can, you know what? Enough with all the noise that we see day to day. I just want to go away for two hours and really have a good time. And that's really what's most important. And that's what the movies of the 80s used to be. Yes. I mean, and here's the thing. I just want to let's, let's say when you watch when I remember sitting in a theater watching Rocky Balboa. Right. When you watch movies like this and Top Gun with a good character driven payoff. OK. When you're watching it, you don't say in the moment, every single moment. Wow, this is great. This is terrific. What happens is. You get hooked. It's a whole new movie. Character. It's a new you movie. Get, yeah. Yeah. Get hooked on the character. And then when it's over, it becomes incredibly reflective and satisfying. And that's the way I felt about this film. Like when it ended to the Lady Gaga song, which I thought they used. Oh, it was perfect. It was in, absolutely in, in perfect. Film. And, 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 and what they did here is they basically, it was a love, it was a love letter to what, we used to enjoy. Yeah. And, and hopefully this is a message to the studio system. You got to get back to this. This is, this is, this is the type of filmmaking that will get this industry back on track in a real way. Uh, Cause what it is now is not, is definitely the train is on the wrong track. Well, they and- might be making some money, but it's not satisfying uh, and cultivating generations of new moviegoers. That's for sure. And when you re- when you respect the source material and you have love for it, you can, it really comes across on the screen when you do it again, 100%. 35 years. And later. I, I, I would argue this is one of the better sequels ever made. I would because, agree be, because it connects the original film so beautifully to 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 uh, to this. I mean, I was like, uh, like you said, I was like, wow, I couldn't like I could not believe the experience that 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 uh, that Cruz and the director and the filmmakers gave us here. Yeah, really, really well done. Kudos to them. And it looks like it's going to make a ton of money this uh, coming weekend and beyond. Good. So that is excellent news. And more excellent news is more Star Wars coming down the pike. Chuck, as we look at some movie news right now, looks like the next one in theaters will be directed by Taika Watiti, who's very talented. He helped out with the Mandalorian as well. Uh, he did, you know, uh, he, he's, he's very funny. He's done the Thor movies, uh, but he's going to be the next one directed by and, and produced by Kathleen Kennedy. So the next time we see a Star Wars on screen, now we don't know what the storyline is going to be or where it's going to take place. And they're saying maybe late 2023 is when the next Star Wars movie is going to be up on the big screen. Um, I guess I look forward to it. I, I think Star Wars has been done. done uh, I think you have to bring something really fresh here. To the to the table to I mean if 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 it's if it's Star Wars it's going to excite enough people it's going to make money but sure. hopefully this is a a really unique vision uh, that gets back to uh, some of the roots of of, of the uh, of the franchise and I did like the, the trilogy I did like the last trilogy I liked Abrams first film yeah. uh, the, the best but but I I did like I did like it and I just I did get a chance to watch the first episode of What We Want Kenobi and um it you know. It's true that there's a little fluff in there. It is the fact, you know, you want a little more substance so far, but all the characters are there. Obi-Wan, even Joel Edgerton stars as uh, uh, Uncle Owen. 
He's in it as well because remember they left off the the first trilogy. What was the running time? What was the running time? For the running time is about an hour. The first one, and uh, you know he's okay. great in it. He he brings his A game. Even the young Leia and Luke. There's a storylines for both of them too. So it's not just Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and a couple of new villains. Again, we're not breaking new ground here, but it is you. You tell you could just tell that they do take love and care and they, and they want these things to be a little more ambitious than, you know, those straight to video stuff that, you know, sequels sometimes used to be Chuck. This is, you know, highly produced and we'll see where it goes. So, so far, so good. I only watched one. There's two up there right now. And my daughter and I are going to dive into stranger things this weekend, Chuck, which um, I'm really excited for. Cause that's one of the best products that Netflix has ever put out. And one more thing I wanted to bring up was the first look that we got at Indiana Jones, uh, Indy five, uh, uh, Harrison Ford showed up at a star Wars celebration, um, uh, a conference. He says that uh, they completed that they're almost done with the new Indiana Jones film. He sent, he, he showed a first look photo of, uh, Indy walking across a, a wooden bridge and a darkened cave. That's the first look we got Chuck. Um, I have mixed when feelings about saw, this. When, I really want I, this to be when, good, but I, I just, I, when, I don't know. When I, fir- when I first saw that photo, I didn't know what it was because you sent it to me, right? Yeah. And, and my first, I said to myself, is that Freddy Krueger? Like, because it, it's a far <laughs> shot, you know? But then I realized, okay, yes, it's Indiana Jones. Um, it, 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 it juiced me up. I mean, yeah. I, I, look, they're coming out, the producers saying, you're going to see something awesome. James Mangle's done an incredible job here. Obviously, they're not going to show any real footage for a while because it doesn't come out until summer 2000 and uh, in, in, in 23. Uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know the master plan here, how they're going to produce some of the action sequences with Harrison Ford. But I'm assuming the female lead is going to play a lot into that um, equation. But uh, I, I hope it's really good. You know, they, I was reading a lot of buzz. You know, there's still... Uh, so many people have such a bitter taste about the last Indiana Jones movie. And yeah. I don't know, you know, when that movie screened at Cannes, Crystal Skull, it got it, it screened to such good buzz. And it was like 89% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. And I mean, it's not a good film. No. And I, I've been watching, I've been watching on my, uh, on my 65 inch 4k, my ice cream parlor, I've been putting on the Indiana Jones films because they're on Paramount plus. And I still say for me, just for me, I know Indiana Jones in, in the temple of doom is, is just my favorite. I, I just, I love that film. It, it moves so quick. It's a little darker. Uh, the, the action is nonstop. It has hot. Uh, it really has hot, uh, temple, but, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, rewatching, uh, last crusade, it's it's a really good, it's a really good film. Obviously, the original is a really good film, but um, the first three is a great franchise. Yeah, the fourth one really went Trilogy. off the rails. When when there's aliens yeah. in a in a Indiana Jones movies, you know George Lucas went a little nuts here. Um, it's in good hands. James Mangold, he's yes, really good. Uh, and I and I I did see John Williams is coming back to do the score for it too, which is I know awesome. always exciting. Um, incredible, actually. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Chuck, you it's got any other movie news? Uh, I, I don't, but I have I have some uh, th- this week in movie history. Uh, how about we go back to May 25th, 1969, Midnight Cowboy. 
Remember that film, Open Nation? Rated Wide. X. In, in theaters, rate, rated X, Dustin Hobbin, John Voight, very adult-oriented material. But here's the thing. It made a lot of money. Went on to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, you know, that was a ba- back in the day when moviegoers were 40-plus, and this movie did very well. A few others this day in movie history, uh, talking about Star Wars, May 25th, Star Wars, 1977. Open nationwide, not really nothing else to say about that because we talked about it so much, but really changed the way movies were marketed and uh, and the vision of film ultimately uh, changed. Same date, uh, 83, Return of the Jedi opened. That's the Star Wars movie that I have the most uh, recollection in terms of memory of sitting in a theater because uh, I was a little, bit, a little bit older, obviously, than I was in 77. I think I must have seen that about eight times in a, in a movie great theater. Movie. It's I lo- great. I love the love the Ewoks as as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, other other release dates: uh, May May twenty third, nineteen eighty, The Shining, opened uh, nationwide. I still think it's one of the most unique visionary movies on a big screen. Uh, and nineteen eighty five, May twenty second, this week in film, A View to a Kill opens the last double uh, seven outing of Roger. More Duran Duran song I like. I like Christopher Walken as a villain. I like Grace Jones. Yeah, we said many times, 90% of the screen time is Roger Moore's body double. But um, <laughs> I don't know there's something about this film uh, just in a, in a, in a, in a, watchable I, it's, I just find it very watchable and i have a, i have fun watching it, it i don't know i like roger I, I like roger Moore as bond yeah he was a little bit long in the tooth way well, it's like 57 when he did this movie right it is my least favorite one and it's not even yeah, close okay. so uh you're basically uh morphing into our newest feature on the show where we go back in time and you pick a, a year that we and mm. i tell you what movies are released so don't pick any of the years you just went through we're going to go no. back to memorial day weekend what year do you want to do We'll go to um, want to do some in the 90s. Yeah, we'll go to 94, 1994 Memorial Day weekend. Um, you know, Chuck, what, how I was uh, 1994. I was uh, 24 years old. Do you remember how old you were? 1994. No, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but were we uh, acquaintances at this point? Yeah, we 1994, were. right? So I, some of uh, right around there, I would yeah. say. Well, yeah, because we went to Jurassic Park in '93. Okay, uh, to yeah. Ziegfeld to see Jurassic Park in '93. Yeah. So we some were. most of these movies we probably want to uh, to see, um, and we'll start with maybe the worst movie, worst sequels ever made. Um, Beverly Hills Cop Three came out in 1994 this weekend, Chuck, and oh my God, was it a disaster! I, I did not see that with you. I, I I went to see that with my wife. I remember I saw it at the uh, Stroudmore. Um, yeah, I mean the tone is all wrong. They made it PG thirteen. Uh, Only Judge Reinhold uh, returns. Hector Lozando is out of place. Nothing's funny and, and, in this movie. What it, what, it fe- what it feels is it feels all it's completely forced. It's, there's no there's nothing natural. Nothing plays out uh, naturally in the, in this film. It just like ham handed. John Landis directed this, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Stephen I mean, D'Souza wrote it too, and he's a good yeah. writer. And what, what was that? Wonder World, Wonder World, <laughs> like it just over and over. Like how many times? Like how many riffs of that throughout that film? Yeah, it's it's uh it's and, just botched. And some of the action scenes take place on the Universal tour it's lot. Che- it's so cheesy. It's, it's bad. Just so cheesy. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, and also released that date. And it's funny because when we just went to see Jurassic Park at the Ziegfeld. I'm sure you remember much like I do. One of the big trailer teases before the movie was 
John Goodman yelling "Yabba Dabba Do" and the place went absolutely nuts. And we went to we went to see uh, the Flintstones. The Flintstones the comes out the very next year, and yeah, we went to the Ziegfeld. I mean, there's some yeah. laughs in it. There's some good stuff, but it was, but it, it did not it did not uh, sustain its 90 minute running time. No, it, it felt like oh, it felt like after 30 minutes, I've seen enough. And like, looking. Uh, and looking back, uh, not a good idea to cast Rosie O'Donnell as Betty Rubble. Probably not the greatest casting job ever done. Uh, Little Buddha comes out that weekend, too, directed by Bernardo Bertolucci with Keanu Reeves. But the week before, Chuck mm-hmm. Maverick was out. So in theaters, at least there okay. was a good movie in the theaters, and that was Maverick, which you and I both enjoy. It has some good stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson, James Mel G- Garner. Jody, Jody, Jody Foster. Foster, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, Jody Foster is going to be the star of uh, HBO's uh, True Detective. Uh, oh, cool. For, Great for, idea. For a season. Yes, yeah, star and produce. So she's going to be heavily involved. That's yeah, really cool. I, I wanted to ask you, going back to Top Gun Maverick real quick, um, I want yeah. to ask you, and I forgot. Um, this movie comes out, if this movie came out on its original date two years ago, before COVID, before all no. this stuff, uh, does before? it still have the same... Does it still have the same I impact? I don't know. We I, I, nobody can answer that question. I mean, I, I think they did the right thing, delaying it at least a year. I do. I mean, uh, I and I think I think now for for different factors, they have caught lightning in a bottle in the best of ways. So it's yeah. good. I tend to think the wear and tear that nation's gone through the last two years. This is might be just the best remedy to because it's going to have so much nostalgic value to it to go back and think about. And it does. Yeah, it does. Chuck, before we get to Ray Liotta, let's do our fast five, five actors or actresses. And you tell me the one movie, the first movie that pops to mind. We'll go back with two main old uh, horror um, staples. Vincent Price, Chuck, would have been 111 this weekend. I say Vincent Price. Look, first thing I think of is Vincent Price is the Hawaii episodes of the Brady Bunch and the thriller video. Um, is yeah, there thriller a- video is iconic. I, I tell you, when I was a kid, my mother went to my mother it took me and my two brothers uh, to see Theater of Blood. Uh, and I love that movie. That movie is is uh, is really edgy and a little bit uh, d- demented. Uh, and I like that. Now, obviously, I, I'm a big fan uh, of uh, Last Man on Earth from 19. 19- 64, yeah. which he plays the Neville character, which would later be uh, done into movie carnations of the Omega Man and uh, I Am Legend, uh, Charlton Heston and Will Smith, respectively. But I, it was an Italian production. It has a, uh, it just, it's black and white. I watched that at Halloween time all the time. It was on Roku for free and uh, it, they put it on Blu ray in its widescreen format. I've actually screened it uh, a couple times at my, my, my theater. Um, uh, it's a lot of fun that movie, and I and just something special about Vincent. Just something special about Vincent Price, and that well, thriller yeah. video is iconic. When you think about the His five voice. top voices of all time, and James Earl Jones, Vincent Price, he's are, one of them. Yeah, he's definitely you know one of them. Another mainstay yeah. in old horror movies. Christopher Lee would have been a hundred this weekend, Chuck. And I know you like his heroic turn in Airport seventy seven, but for me, he's always been a villain. Um, in most of his older movies, well, uh, man with the golden gun, right? Yeah, that's right. He is the man with the golden yeah. gun. Uh, he was Dracula a couple times as well. Um, and and uh, don't forget, here's a guy that lives in both the Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars universe. It, and people forget that he was in both of those trilogies. Yeah, no, I know. You know, it's interesting. You're talking back to Airport 77. When I think of his relationship in that movie with his wife, Lee Grant, uh, very unhealthy. And it, 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 I, it's, it's disturbing to watch the way she treats him. In that in that film, yeah. I mean, just I don't know, sort of sums up a lot of marriages. 
we we are us done. right doesn't she yell at him we yeah. are us um yeah yeah she oh was pretty powerful in that. Yeah. how about <laughs> how about lou gossett jr uh who turns 86 years old this weekend um First, it's, it's, it's an it's an officer and a gentleman, which yeah, and, an and let's not forget his big, awesome role, in his, movie. his big role in Roots as well. Yeah, um, I recently oh, I recently watched Iron Eagle, Chuck, just on a they, whim. They don't hold up. No, it doesn't hold up at all. And yeah. it's really it's amazing that he's in that movie, considering they were never in, that good in his time. And I can't no. imagine how they held up anyway. Um, and of course, uh, to me, I do like his turn in Toy Soldiers, a little scene action movie that we both yeah. like. I know. He's, I love that. Movie. He did a lot of those kind of movies. That was actually one of them that did work. Die hard in a boarding school. That's Sean right. Um, yeah. And and he he's partly responsible for Jaws 3D. Let's not for, forget too, Chuck. He he's part of that uh, debacle. He's a big part. Of, he's a big part of it. Paul Bettany is uh, 51 years old this week, and Chuck, of course, married to Jennifer Connelly. Um, oh, and cool. most people will remember him in his Vision. Um, is is that what you think of when you think of Paul Bettany? Well, I think when you mention Paul Bettany, for most people, you have to give me some of the movies he's done. Well, obviously, to, he's to he's. In the Iron Man movies is Jarvis. No, no, right? I know that. But what well, beside the Marvel Universe? Uh, Beautiful Mind. I liked him a lot. And uh, yeah, it, it has one good. of the uh, concoctions in his brain. Um, he's mm-hmm. really good in that. He's wouldn't. And I know a lot of people that like that movie Legion, where he plays a fallen angel um, mm-hmm. and priest. He's also in that um, more of a character actor, but very recognizable when you see him on oh, screen. He's a good actor, though. But he's very effective in especially in, you know, Age of Ultron and all those movies. He's really good in the Marvel Universe. Uh, listen, he's a solid, solid actor. Very good. Last but certainly not least, and I just saw her in Death on a Nile, and it's really an actually an underrated film if you haven't seen Death on a Nile by Kenneth Branagh. But Annette Bening is uh, 64 years old, Chuck, one of the classiest of all actresses ever on the big screen. Um, she's been nominated four times for an Oscar. Obviously, American Beauty, she's fantastic, opposite Kevin Spacey in that film. Um, she, what was that movie she did with Cusick that got great reviews? The Grifters. Very good movie. Yeah, good movie. But and she's Kevin also, the, I think, uh, and I think maybe you'd agree, the love interest in American Beauty, uh, an American president. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah, one that, that to me, again, like you take a movie like the American president. That's again, that's another movie of the way they should make movies. Now, those type of movies would get people back into the, the adult craft. That was a fantastic, fantastic. She's her chemistry opposite Michael Douglas was pretty awesome. That's a great movie. Yeah. And her chemistry with her husband too, uh, Warren Beatty and Bugsy was really good too. Um, yeah. They would do love affair. Remember together as well. You know, and for people who don't know a, a footnote, she was originally cast as Selena Kyle Catwoman in Tim Burton's Batman returns, wound up getting pregnant and had to pass on the part, uh, before pre-production right. started and they went out and hired Michelle Pfeiffer, who was became that, iconic. She would have been an interesting Catwoman back in the day. No doubt. Was that before or after Sean Young dressed up as a Catwoman and, uh, with the whip and all that, and then tried to get the role. Was that was she cast before that or after that? I think uh, I think after. By the way, later on, she is part of the Marvel universe too. Annette Benning, she's uh, Captain, super, Marvel. Captain Marvel. She's in that and um, yeah. movie I really liked. And I'm not sure if you saw it, Danny Collins with the Al Pacino. It's actually a really sweet little movie. Uh, where he plays a, a a lounge entertainer staying at a hotel and right. she's the concierge yeah. there. And that's actually a nice little movie. I and mean, he did a lot of crap later on, you know, over the last 10 years or so. But that actually was one that landed for me, Chuck. And sure. I actually enjoyed a lot. So Annette Benning, okay. uh, one of the better actresses out there. All right, Chuck. You know, I was shocked to hear the news earlier this week when um, 
we found out that Ray Liotta passed away at 67 years old and always the worker, right? He was in the Dominican Republic um, filming his latest uh, movie and uh, he passes away uh, at the age of 67. Um, it's just a tragic, tragic end to a, a really good, solid career, right, Chuck? I mean, I wouldn't go Very over the top so. to say he's great, but he's had. Well, here, here, but, but here's the thing: he did. He was the star of one of the most iconic movies of all time, and that I would in say, itself, I would say, two, two of the most iconic yeah, movies but, of all I mean, time. Yeah, one was a supporting actor, but this. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about his career when we get to it. But uh, uh, he's had a good career. He's uh, uh, morphed into a good character actor you would have thought out you know obviously after playing henry hill and goodfellas you would have thought that he would morph into a very solid leading man but i think in in a lot of ways in the industry they looked at him uh as a as a good fit for gangster films he was and, like and, one of those i don't he you know was one of those actors that reminded me of in the 70s chuck when we would get like elliot gould and donald sutherland leading a movie right it was like not yeah. your average traditional leading man he was that type of actor he was really well, great here's, here's supporting here's roles and then when he got the starring gig it was just awkward seeing yeah. him as the star but yeah right here and here's the thing he had i think even though most people that knew him said he was a very gentle soul and a great guy and obviously i believe that but he had like an explosive intensity to yeah him. Yeah, that I think some casting director said, OK, he's, he's right for this part, but he may not be right for this part. Well, let's go back and look at his career here. Well, Chuck, if we could start it all the way back in hardcore fans of Ray uh, Liotta might remember he got his start on Another World. Um, he played he was in 36 episodes as Joey Perini um, makes a lot of sense. Then he popped up on St. Elsewhere. He had in 1983. He was on an episode, um, a little TV series called Casablanca. Uh, but really, I remember seeing him for the first time um, in a TV show called Our Family Honor, which was a kind of a cops and gangsters ABC series back in the day. It. Eli Wallach was the star of it. Um, and then he got something wild. And I know a lot of people love this movie um, with uh, Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith. And he plays a, a raging lunatic in this film directed right. by Jonathan Demme. And that's really his breakout performance. And then he started getting some real good roles, including Dominic and Eugene. He opposite yeah, of Tom good Hulse. movie, real good. Movie. What happened to Tom Hulse? Tom Hulse. I don't know. Uh, and then it wasn't that much longer in 1989 where he'd get the role. So he didn't have a lot of credits in his background, Chuck, when he got the role of Shoeless Joe Jackson in my second favorite movie of all time. And really? he, does, he does Field of Great Dreams movie. in 89 and Goodfellas in 1990, <laughs> Chuck. And, you know, right out of the gate, we talk about two, not one, but two of maybe the top 10 movies of all time. Yeah, I agree. I remember him saying in interviews, like he, he said, he's never watched uh, field of the dreams. Which I always find it. I find that so interesting that a movie could be so revered. People love it so much. People talk about it all the time. It's so generational. And uh, you, you were a big part of it, played a major role and he's awesome in it and never, never, never had the interest to watch it. I mean, there are, there are, you know, it's an acting talent. It's a little off center that, that is a given, but um, I always find that. Well, some of the high notes and of that movie too, he's responsible for whether it's, you know, telling Burt Lancaster, he was good and telling Ray Kinsella. No, it was you the whole time. It wasn't me. Um, he pretty believable he had, he had, as a baseball player. Um, yes. Some iconic lines like, with the, you know, nobody wanted Ty Cobb there, right? That kind of stuff. He really has some everlasting scenes in that film, especially when he shows up for the first time. And he lines a sing a, like a base hit right up the middle and almost 
takes and, Kevin Costner's and, head and, off. And, and, and Costner said that 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 is very authentic. You know, they they didn't know what was going to happen when, right. when he, he hit that line drive. But I got to tell you, uh, he he has a he has a sternness the way he plays that character, which yeah. which you 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 like the confidence. And his acting in that in that movie is uh, is very impressive. And then you know, getting back to 1990, I, I remember I went with my my brother. I was uh, I, I think it was it was opening day actually to see Goodfellas in the afternoon. And, and we, when I watched that film, and it's it's rare because I've talked about this on the sh- on the show. Like when I watched Die Hard in '88, I I, I I realized I was watching a classic when I was watching on the first view and, and I don't get that reaction very much. Like where, like, okay, you first know. viewing this is a classic. No, yeah. And when I watched Goodfellas, I was like, I knew I was watching a, a classic cause I was so enveloped and so absorbed into this movie. It's a brilliant film. It's, it's one of the movies that, uh, when you when it's on TV, it hooks you from every frame, uh, from the first frame you start watching to to when it's over. It's almost like you can't uh, turn your turn your eyes away. And uh, you know, here's Ray Liotta who who doesn't have a ton of credits, and he's acting. He's the lead he's the in a Scorsese movie, an iconic movie, uh, opposite Robert De Niro and, and Joe Pesci. And it's a terrific performance. And he's you know you're 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 watching this movie through his eyes, Henry Hill. I mean, it is his movie. He narrates and, it. Uh, yeah, and he does he does an absolutely awesome awesome job. I mean, you know, part part of you likes the character, part of you despises the character, especially toward toward the end, like when he really just uh, goes off the know, rails when, with the drugs. Yeah, when yeah, he goes yeah. when he goes off the rail with the drugs, it's hard to watch, but. Uh, it is an iconic movie, and I, I would put Goodfellas in, you know, top 100 movies, best movies ever Easily. produced. Uh, and and yeah. white hot performance, no doubt about it. There's just un- yeah. he's charismatic, everything you would need out of the Rob reminded me and, a lot. Yeah, but here's 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 what's interesting. You know, after this, you would have thought, okay, now Ray Liotta is going to get a ton of starring leading roles, but that was really not the case. What happened? Well, we'll turn our attention to the very next movie he does. And it's article 99 in 1992, two years later, he co-stars with Kiefer Sutherland, a quasi comedy movie about a veterans hospital that really nobody saw Chuck. No, um, I mean, it, I guess they're trying to do like a riff on mash. In, yeah. In, a little bit. Yeah. Way, right? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will tell you that year he's very effective as an evil cop in unlawful entry in 1990. Yeah, I like that flick. He's really no, good. I agree. Movie. I agree. But after Henry Hill, you would thought like, sure. but again, I think, and I don't know, I'm just, you know, this is just pure speculation off the top of my head. I would think, that a lot of casting directors in the business saw him in a certain way. All right. And, so, and, and, yeah, I, I agree. So he's, he's kind of going all over the map here. What kind of movie, yeah. where's he going to fall? You know, what uh-huh. department he's going to fall. I really liked him in that unlawful entry. Then he says, or his agents say, well, why don't you do an action movie that takes place in the future on a, on a make-believe Island. That's a, <laughs> that's a prison. And he does no escape Chuck, which you and I, I believe did see together. Um, yeah. Co-starring Kevin Dillon, Lance Henriksen, Ernie Hudson, a it's pretty a effective action movie. It's not bad, right? But it, but, but it, no, it's not bad. But it is, it is. I mean, for, for the again, for the guy who was coming off Field of Dreams, Goodfellas, a few years removed, is is this the direction you really want to go? I would say it shouldn't have been the direction that he that he, that that his agent took him in. But it's an interesting movie. It is. Um, and you almost forget he's the star of that movie, right? Because there's yeah. just so much going on in that film. Um, so five years removed from from two of the biggest movies of all times. He does No Escape, co-stars with um, Whippy Goldberg in Corinna Corinna. Gets some critical acclaim for that movie. Yeah, um, yeah. 
And then he does. And then I don't know what all the people involved with this movie were thinking, but Walt Disney's Operation Dumbo Drop, which which actually is a punchline to a lot of. But you got Ray Liotta, Danny Glover and Dennis Leary in a Disney movie. How does that fit with an elephant? I don't know. I who, don't know. who pitched that movie and got it greenlit? Uh, listen, I get I get why Dennis Leary might do it. Maybe even Danny Glover, but I don't get why Ray Liotta would want to be in this movie. In 1996, he headlines a cop thriller called Unforgettable Chuck, where he's a detective with Linda Fiorentino, directed by yeah. John Dahl, who at the time was got was a, had a little steam, was hot. Yeah. Um, but Agreed. the movie did not connect. And I don't right. think too many saw, people saw it. Like your turn of thoughts of the disaster film that he turns up in Turbulence, which co-stars Lauren Holly. He's a deranged killer on a, oh, a cross-country red-eye flight. Um, mm-hmm. Takes place on Christmas Eve, I believe. So it is kind of a Christmas movie. What do you think? I enjoyed it. Having said that, it definitely still a step down from where he needed to be after well, Goodfellas. Some of the, but I did. I, I completely enjoy it. it you it bought works in beautifully. As a B movie, it is a B movie. It is a B movie very well, and it does yeah. fall into and that she's category. She's actually really good in it. She's yeah, it's not bad. Some of yeah. the plus, but you got to leave your brain at the door in this film. Sure. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Um, yeah. Then I really liked his turn as a supporting role in Copland, the all star cast that was supposed to be Stallone's big comeback. I'm fat now, so let me be an actor. Um, yeah. Movie about what, the what a cat, what a cast is like Harvey Keitel, so on and so forth. I enjoyed this movie a lot. You know what I really liked? His performance in this, Chuck, is underrated. Yeah, it's, he's really no, good. He's very good. Um, he it's almost good steals movie. the film uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, unfortunately, after that, Chuck, he starts falling into that straight to the uh, video shelves in movies like Phoenix and Forever Mine and Pilgrim, uh, A Rumor of Angels. Uh, he did pop up in Muppets from Space in 1999. But this is not for as great as he is. A lot of head scratching turns here. He is in Hannibal and he does have an iconic scene in Hannibal. Yeah, he he does. (laughs) I tell you, Ridley Scott did Hannibal and. It is a pure horror movie in a lot of I mean, this this sequence is like is not for the faint of heart. No, it is not. He's eating his own brain. I mean, when you see like the CGI, the top of his skull is off and and Hannibal serving him his own brain. It's pretty mainstream audiences, which we in the heart, which which flooded theaters to see the sequel. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's bizarre. And this was the I did one. Like it, though. This is the one where Julianne Moore took over the role. Yeah, she did uh, a really good job. Clarice it wasn't too bad. Yeah, the ne- in that 2001 that was Chuck. Um, he did co-star with Gene Hackman. You right, might remember in the comedy with uh, with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver. Heartbreakers has some laughs in it. He plays a. Uh, uh, a, a mafioso guy, really good in Blow, uh, the drug yeah. cartel movie with uh, Johnny Depp. And then I am he started- convinced, though, after you're going over all these, I am convinced, though, that the the uh, the studio system saw him as a certain talent. Yeah. Um, His next movie got a lot of critical acclaim, especially for him, and it's really good. It's called Narc, where he plays a narcotics agent with Jason Patrick. Uh, really puts on a few pounds for this film, Chuck. A really effective dark uh, cop uh, cop thriller. I don't know if you saw it, but real good stuff. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. And again, this this is this is a type of vehicle that that fits his his um, his skill set very well. 
about John Q? I hate this movie. He's in it. He plays one of the cops in it. Um, Chuck- you know, I was I was watching it the other day uh, on our TV. We were saying uh, at the at the at the ice cream parlor, let's put on a movie. And I, I said, I haven't seen this in a while. So we watched John Q. And uh, what's interesting about John Q is the subject matter is a good subject matter, but the script, the script is weak. Yeah. And and it's very it's extremely heavy handed. We're going to get to his one of his movies that you probably should see later in his career in 2003. I say later in his career, it's still almost 20 years old. But Identity, he's real good in this all star cast. That's yeah, uh, a good movie. Stuck at a hotel with John Cusack and Amanda Pete. Very and effective. That movie, had a lot of, that movie had a lot of play on cable. It did. Uh, like, up until recently, but it had a and, lot of play. And a good twist horror kind of movie, too. And he, yeah, you talk about chance. why using his intensity to the there to the filmmaker's advantage that and that's a james mm-hmm. mangold that was one of his first films chuck and we talked about earlier uh the, the new indiana jones director okay, cool. i just remember that uh that twist ending was pretty effective in the theaters i did like that uh he would be in movies like control and revolver and slow burn and even money local color i'm saying these movies and people mm-hmm. don't know what they are even money uh comeback season but in 2006, another hit, Chuck, and I liked them a lot in Smoke and Aces about a bunch of uh, uh, hitmen in a casino in Tahoe. And he's a cop teamed with Ryan Reynolds, of all people. He's a vet wow, cop. Time, time, time flies. Yeah. 2006. That's a good, Holy good cow. flick. Yeah, it's um, a good movie. Uh, and then that next year, he's in a hit film, Wild Hogs. Plays the heavy in it. Um, but yeah. that's with uh, John Travolta, right? And uh, Martin yep. Lawrence, Tim Allen, Tim Allen. Uh, very funny movie to some yeah, people. It was a hit. Yeah. Um, again, most of what we're seeing here, he's not a big star in, in smaller films on uh, on on video and cable movies like Hero Wanted and Crossing Over, which is actually a Harrison Ford, fil- Ford film. Nobody saw Observe and Report Powder Blue. Um, these are not big, big films, Chuck, and he's not the star in any of these. Uh, I think the next time I remember seeing him popping up again, he plays a mafioso. He's uncredited in date night opposite um, Steve Carell and Tina Fey in 2010. Uh, Again, he did the the, in episode of ER, correct? Yeah. That 1983. We started with that. Okay. Okay. You're right. Yeah. 1983. That was like one of his first uh, uh, roles. Uh, And um, again, Smaller films like Snowmen and Chasing 3000, Charlie St. Cloud, The Son of No One, The Details. As much as everybody loves Ray how, how Liotta. Many, how, many, how many movies did he do? I mean, his exactly credits, credits have him listed yeah. at 126 credits. It's a lot. It's a it's lot. A lot. Um, and for as much as we love him, yeah. he's in the he's in the mind of a lot of people, but he's not making movies that people are like, oh, my God, did you see the latest Ray Liotta? You, film? Only, have, you, listen, you only have to make one. And he did. And that was Goodfellas and obviously Field of Dreams. I mean, those movies are so iconic that you you, you get generational respect. And then he got that. Yeah. And again, from 2010 to 2013, he almost used the model of Nick Cage. He's in a lot of films here, Chuck, but a lot of them, I mean, aren't even worth bringing up like the River Murders and Ticket Out. He's playing a cop in a lot of these things. Um, yeah. I will tell you, though, most recently that I, what I loved him in was, uh, boy, I really liked him in Marriage Story a lot, which came out a few years ago. He's got a couple of great scenes as one of the divorce lawyers in that film that that uh, stars Scarlett Johansson. Um, I, you know, uh, most of the praise went to the two leads in that film. 
Um, but and and uh, Laura Dern. But he is so good in Marriage Story, which came out in 2019. I really thought he was going to get an Oscar nomination. It was kind of like the last hurrah for him. Um, you know, he you know, I don't know if you saw it or remember seeing it, but he almost steals the film. He's got two great scenes in it as a divorce lawyer. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's tough to watch that film. I, um, I have not seen it. I, I've heard a lot about it, though. Uh, I mean, other than that, he 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 pops up in Hubie Halloween. Uh, on Netflix for Adam Sandler. Right. <laughs> um, and he's in last but not least, I think maybe what he'll most be remembered for is his swan song was in the many saints of New York, the prequel to the Sopranos film. Yeah. He plays uh, two roles, actually twin brothers, the Moltisanti brothers. Um, he's good. He is good. The movie's not, but he's yeah, better than I, the movie. I agree. He, he's better than the movie, but he, um, this is where I think is his comfort zone. Yep, and these and, type of movies, you know, he, he's either like an edgy cop or or a gangster or a gangster, yeah. And yeah. he and he never really had to be, as you like we mentioned in Field of Dreams. One of his first roles was not a mafia guy, um, but I guess when you're that brooding and when you're that but big he, on screen, he, he, right? He he's got a he's got a, a brooding edge to him that I I think casting directors did not see. Uh, you know, as a soft side. So he, he played a lot of these roles. Um, he's got a TV series that just completed that we'll see him in called Blackbird with Taron Edgerton's mm -hmm. in it and Greg Kinnear. Um, yeah. That's uh, and he's got four movies in the can too, Chuck. So we, no. we will see him. And obviously he was filming this last one. So uh, we will see him it, again. It, and I got to tell you, like, I mean, we're a few days removed from his passing now. So I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm more reflective, but like w when I was went on social media, I went on Facebook and it, and it popped up, you know, Ray Liotta passes away at the city. And I, I thought it was like, oh, please be fake. This can't be real. Yeah. It's so disturbing, you know, it, and, it, and it really sums up life that, you know, when they you know, don't take don't don't take life for granted. Every day is is a gift. And it is true because we do live in a physical world. And, and, and when you see people, when we don't know really, really, really personally, but we know them from film, yeah. you feel like, you know, these people when you, when they're part of America's pop culture, right. Or, or, or pop culture in general. And when people do pass, especially suddenly it is, it is very, it's extremely reflective and it, it makes you think about more than just, you know, his life, but uh, our existence in, 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 as a whole. I want to get back to ER real quick before we sign off here, Chuck. He did start his career basically in 1983, but he won a primetime Emmy when he played uh, the role of Charlie Metcalf in one of the episodes where I, I correct me if I'm wrong. You just rewatched these, but for a whole day, we follow one guy and everything. Yeah, that, right. That's that, correct. one patient and who's about right. to die and it's all him, right? Yes, correct. I um, love that show. And uh, he won an Emmy for that, actually, a primetime yeah. Emmy. And Michael Crichton yeah. actually wrote that episode, too. It must have been one of those signature, highly promoted episodes it on was, that show, it was, right? It, it was. Yep, because, it was. Because I think that those were the, the years of neither star was there, right? Anthony Edwards and were they even on that? I don't even think they were I don't, in, I don't in remember, the show but at, I, at I, that I, time. I, yeah. No, they were. Anthony Edwards was not. But um, it all Clooney. But here's the thing. The, the ER went to uh, there was a period of that season where they did a lot of standalone episodes specifically geared to like say they were called say bottle episodes. Yeah. Uh, where the entire cast was not involved. It was it focused it 
focused more on a on a guest star that they brought in and this is one of those episodes yeah and and he he had the clout enough to be that guest star and basically be the star of that episode and and listen and and, in those days you know mike 40 50 million people watching watching it yeah this is this is big this is big time stuff yep it aired november 11 2004 so november sweeps right out of the gate they had ray liotta that's how pretty you know that's how recognizable he was even though going through his credits what does he have maybe Six must-see movies, Chuck, that you should watch. Yeah. Two you have yeah. to see, and maybe but, but, but four again, that are no, good. No, no, but again, you're talking two of the best movies ever made. No doubt about it. All right, Chuck, that'll wrap it up. A big Memorial Day weekend plans? Uh, just to do my thing and enjoy the blue sky and the sunshine and um, take, uh, you know, uh, take uh, every moment uh, and enjoy it. Wow, that was... Uh poetic out there that was that, that was, was a stumbling poet to, I, at the end of the show it, uh, it was it can was, we uh, can uh, we <laughs> can we regroup and remind people again how we started the show go see top gun maverick in the theaters and have a good time this weekend it's well worth your and time and i think and i think you will so uh, always a pleasure and to the audience again and as always thank you very much for listening thanks for listening to movie maniacs download one of our archived episodes Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.